BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This is Long Shots, VEASAN's premier golf betting podcast. Here's Matt Brown, Wes Reynolds, and Kelly Bidlin. Welcome to Long Shots. Kelly Bidlin here with Wes Reynolds. Matt Brown taking the week off. He might be taking a few weeks off during the uh, fall swing of the PGA Tour season-ish, uh, I guess is where we're at. Wes, how you doing, my friend? It's been a few weeks. Yeah, I'm well, Kelly. Uh, but Despite the fact that we are engulfed or really engaged mainly into football and basketball coming up next month, World Series, MLB playoffs, NHL starting, we still have golf events that do matter here, especially mm-hmm. one that's going to matter in two weeks with the Ryder Cup over at Marco Simone Golf Club over in Rome. But PGA Tour back at it for the FedEx Cup Fall, the first time that they're titling it the FedEx Cup Fall for the PGA Tour, also DP World Tour in full swing here with a event over in England this week. Yeah, big one. We'll be previewing that here later uh, in the episode. And I'm going to start right right there with you, though, Wes, because you saw me fumble over the words at the beginning of it. We are entering a new world of the PGA Tour season. This is the new fall schedule that it will be wedged in between Basically, one season ending and a new season beginning in January, but we're going through a little bit of a turbulent changeover. I know you did a great write-up about this over at vsin.com, so just kind of walk everybody through what, what the fall is going to look like and what these what these guys are really playing for in the fall. So here's what you have here. You have, I, b- I believe, seven events total. Now, they're not in all consecutive weeks because there's breaks in the schedule, but they're basically going to run from this week at the Fortinet Championship out in Napa Valley all the way until like November, uh, the RSM uh, uh, down there at Sea Island, Georgia. So what they're entitling this is called the FedEx Cup Fall. And what that means, it's, it's basically the same thing in terms of the events. You get the same benefits as regular season events. You win two-year exemption on the PGA Tour, 500 FedEx Cup points for that event, and then a spot in the players and also the Century Tournament of Champions to start 2024 in Kapalua. And then those major championships that do invite winners for the PGA Tour, which is pretty much all of them, including the Masters. Uh, But with the FedEx Cup fall, it's when you get that top 125 eligibility. Because remember this year for the playoffs, to get into the playoffs, you had to be in the top 70. And then to get into the, what they call, uh, whatever they're calling them now, the signature events or the designated events, what have you, you had to be in that top 50. Mm -hmm. So what these guys basically are playing for is they're trying to get up there on the priority points to be eligible for uh, some of those events. Because if you look, I think it's 51 to 70 
in the FedEx Cup start of the fall. They've already clinched that top 125 for the following year, but they're trying to get in, uh, into the first two events following the century. And the, the designated events, by the way, are Pebble Beach and the Genesis Invitational right. at Riviera. So they're trying to get into that. So these events, you know, they do matter, not mm-hmm. just for the usual FedEx Cup points and all those benefits that I mentioned, but they do matter going forward. Uh, and uh, I believe uh, number 71 and beyond, they get 10 spots available in those signature events and then trying to stay in that 125 at the conclusion of this little fall schedule. And if you're uh, 126 to 150, I think you get conditional status. So that means you don't get in all the events for the 2024 season. And then if you're outside that 125, you can go and improve or regain your tour status at the Q School. Uh, the PGA Tour Q School, Corn Ferry Q School, I think is what it's called now. So, yeah, you've got a lot of maneuvering. I know it's a little bit confusing. Full write-up, by the way. It's even confusing for me to say it. <laughs> right, yeah, full, yeah, you wrote full, about it, yeah. Yeah, full write-up <laughs> is in is in my uh, column this week that'll be up at vcin.com previewing the Fortinet and then also the BMW PGA over on the DP World Tour, which we'll get to later. Yeah, absolutely, and that is, uh, yeah, so, I mean, like you said, plenty to play for, uh, in this fall swing, you and I will be, uh, you know, still looking at a lot of these tournaments, betting a lot of these tournaments, uh, you know, and, and talking it through right here on long shots. And it's uh, look, it's a big opportunity for some guys like you just walked through to get themselves into some big time tournaments next year. Now, does that mean we're going to see some weaker fields? Sure. But, you know, how much weaker than a normal fall swing looks like anyways? Probably not much. Right, Wes? No, not not too differently, I think. Uh, we'll see if maybe some of, of, of the top guys elect to play one of these events because usually you'll get a couple top guys like at the uh, the old the Shriners Open here yep. in Las Vegas out at TPC Summerlin. You'll get maybe one or two that play that uh, uh, the RSM down in Sea Island, especially if they live down there. So, you know, you'll have somebody probably play the Zozo or play uh, – uh, one of those events. So yeah, you're going to get guys, but it's not going to be every week. Like you're right. not going to get like the stack fields that you were getting, obviously toward the end of the summer. Yep. Well, we start with uh, the first one, the Fortinet championship, by the way, this might be the, you know, the false, you know, the little fall swing and a lot of people's eyes are off golf. Uh, you know, it, it very convenient West that I feel like this is the only time I actually hit outright bets ever. It just feels like that. I don't know. The they still count the same them. though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. The Fortnite has actually been what I've been pretty successful at. So hopefully that keeps rolling uh, this year. Top of the odds board is looking like this. Max Hoba seven to one at DraftKings right now. Looking for the three Pete hasn't uh, that hasn't been done since Steve Stricker. And I'm forgetting the year right now, but West, do you know it off the top of your head? It, it, was, it was at the John Deere Classic. I, I at least that know too. that. Shoot. But uh, <laughs> I, I don't I, – I'm trying to remember the years Trivia uh, failed right offhand. It. All right. Yes. Hova 7-1. to one. Sahith Tagala and Justin Thomas next up at 16-1. to one. Uh, Then we got Steven Yeager 20-1. to one. Cam Davis 20-1. to one. Bo Hostler 22-1. to one. Eric Cole 30-1. to one. Everybody else 35-1. to one or longer uh Wes you do a great course write-up great event uh, event write-up every week over at vison.com when there is a PGA Tour tournament uh walk us through what you saw at uh this course this week over at the Silverado Silverado uh, Country Club North Course in Napa California it's hosted this event since uh 2014 uh originally designed Robert Trent Jones Jr. Johnny Miller did the redesign in 2011 
par 72 uh yardage can vary obviously by day but the stock yardage is about 71 23 uh played as the 16th easiest on on tour la- uh, last five years about a stroke under par on average so a 71 is your usual average here bermuda fairways poa and rye uh, intermixed in the fairway second narrowest on tour by the way 25.5 yards wide on average however as we get to it you don't really get penalized that much if you miss fairways yep. here rough, rough's not that thick you still got plenty of angles to the green uh but you know three inches it can be a little tricky but if you look guys really didn't get penalized for missing fairways uh, over the last few years. I don't think that's going to change. You have some rolling terrain, couple holes with elevation changes, but predominantly pretty flat course here in Napa Valley, only two water hazards on the course and only 50 bunkers. So, you know, you're not going to get into a ton of trouble here. I wouldn't call it the easiest course because it's certainly not, mm-hmm. but you don't really get penalized if you miss fairways. Uh, Bent Poa Greens, 11 and a half on the stint meter. So that's about, you know, kind of right in the middle in terms of of speed. Elevated, you have shaved runoffs. You can get a little bit of bumpy stuff as you get with that Poa, especially on the West Coast. Uh, 6,200 square feet on average, as I mentioned. Uh, uh, West Coast players obviously have uh, fared pretty well here in the uh, short history since 2014. Homa winning twice, Brendan Steele winning twice. Cameron Champ winning. So, you know, you get California guys that play pretty solid here. If you look at comparable courses, though, Detroit, uh, TPC River Highlands, TPC Deer Run, where the John Deere is, a little bit of TPC San Antonio, maybe a little Riviera, even though this isn't quite like, uh, even though the agronomy is somewhat sim- similar, this isn't like, you know, Pebble Beach or, mm-hmm. or Torrey Pines or anything like that. It's a pretty unique course up here in Napa Valley. Yeah, pre- you know, pretty, sh- you know, a relatively shorter course, but one you can still take driver off of, as you talked about, not exactly... Uh, you know, you get you got three inches of rough, but you you know a lot of great green and regulation percentage numbers for these guys hitting out of that rough. I know Cameron Champ has talked about it before, where he really just approaches this as a bomb and gouge sort of course, which is really the way that I kind of went into it when you know when we go over our stats later uh, is really is mainly how I'm approaching it this week as well. I, I mean, you know, really, Wes, Wes, I think one of the big, the probably the biggest defense on this golf course is those shaved runoffs on, on the green. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's kind of one of those if you're not putting it in the right. If you're not putting in the right portion of the green, putting could be tough. Or if you ro- put, don't put in the right portion of the green and it rolls off, okay, then it's a little bit of a test. You're around the green game. Um, again, we'll get to stats in a bit, but that's one of those. Still, we've averaged about 17 under par here over the past five years. Um, it, you know, so it's it's still one of those. In my mind, if you're not hitting greens and not, not making greens, you're not winning this tournament anyway. So uh, it didn't factor in a lot of that stuff, but should be interesting to watch, especially how the, the different approaches these guys take. When you got small fairways, you're usually looking at those, you know, more accurate hitters, which usually tend to be a little bit shorter off the tee. Yet I think this tournament can be won different ways, and we've seen different guys at the top of the leaderboard when it comes to what they can do off, off the tee. Yeah, if you look at the recent winners here, you obviously have, you know, Cameron Champ stands out as one of the bombers that have won here. Brendan Steele, also usually very good off the tee, can hit it a long way and and also be accurate. But you've also had the Stuart Sinks Mm -hmm. and, 
Emiliano Grillo, who are a little bit better iron players. Uh, Max Homa obviously has won here the last two years, 60 to one, two years ago, 10 to one last year. If you remember that, uh, that with Danny Willett, where Danny Willett looked like he had it one yeah. and just kind of made a mess of 18 and Max Homa just slides in right in the back door and gets the win. So yeah, a lot of different players can win. That's why I thought the modeling this week too, what I did a little bit differently because more often than not, I think when we do this, we're kind of stock like last 24 rounds or last 36. Mm-hmm. I think you could go last 50 because keep in mind, a lot of these players have not played in about a month. Yeah, now, some of them might have yeah. played a DP World Tour event or something like that over the last few weeks. But a lot of these guys, unless they were in the heat of the FedEx Cup playoffs, maybe have not even played since like the Wyndham or, yeah. or in very early August. So You've got some layoffs for a lot of these guys, so that's why I didn't want to really go with a lot of recent form, I don't think, because, you know, what you were doing a month ago, you might not do <laughs> right, now. Right, yeah, so, yeah, so that's why I went back a little deeper, and I went mainly, like, last 50 rounds just to get more of, like, a, I think an overarching and encompassing uh, uh, way that these guys have been playing. Yeah, I, th- I think that's the right way to go about it, too. I usually I usually do that when, it, you know, when we, we get into this fall swing, and then when you get into... Um, you know, when January starts back up and we head out to Hawaii, I think you need to go more longer term numbers uh, than than too short. And honestly, I think I, I look, I think even more recent for recent, recent form than you and Matt usually tend to tend to do. So, yeah, I've dialed it back to kind of last between last 36, last 50 rounds uh, is where I'm looking at for this event. But uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we will go through everything that we did punch into our models, talk about how much we actually weighed, you know, looked at our models and really weighed those uh, this week. Plus, uh, we'll go through all our bets for the Fortnite. we got the BMW PGA Championship. Wes is going to run through as well. But first, make sure you hit that like and subscribe button right at the bottom. If you like long shots or if you hate long shots, Maybe, maybe you'll just like Wes and you want to give him a like on there. It helps us out. And follow us on Twitter at Wes Reynolds 1 at Kelly Bidlin. Make sure to hit us up with all your golf questions, betting questions, anything you got. We're happy to answer them on there. So, again, be back in just a couple minutes here to talk through all the stats that matter for this week at the Fortinet. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. All right, welcome back to Long Shots. Kelly Bidlin, Wes Reynolds here talking the Fortinet Championship, getting into the fall swing of the PGA Tour. Wes, we talked a little bit about it, how we set up uh, date ranges, at least for our models this week. What stats, though, did you look at for everybody out there that is, uh, uh, you know, following stats along and doing maybe some of their own modeling? 
Yeah, and, and and look, I think he had to look at approach, obviously, here, and I'm going to do that mm-hmm. pretty much every single week. Uh, approach, and then if you want to go a little bit deeper with a couple of the proximity buckets, 100 to 125, 125 to 150 are what I used. If you want to use 75 to 100, you can also do that because basically what that means is you're going to be hitting some wedges in here. Yeah. This is not a very long course. None of the par fours, I believe, just looking at the scorecard, measure over 460. All of the par fives are, re- are, are reachable in two pretty much for the entire field or at least you know, 80, 90% of the field. So you wanted to look at that, I think. I looked a little bit at ops gained and some birdie or better for context uh par fives of course like i said all four of them are very reachable here so you're going to want to take advantage a uh, little bit of strokes gain putting bet bent poa but you know that's always kind of tough to model i think from a week to week but i just wanted to look at yeah. it through context uh uh off the tee uh i went with the little strokes gain off the tee and i think you could have went with a little good drives gained as well uh because I didn't want to go too much bombing and I didn't want to go too much accuracy just because simply put, you don't have to be that accurate and win here necessarily. Uh, you don't really get in a lot of trouble, even though you got a lot of trees on this course, you don't really get penalized as much yeah. as you certainly do on other tracks. And then around the green, uh, it's 10th most difficult last year to gain around the green because you do have deep bunkers, despite the fact you only have 50 of them on the entire 18 hole layout. But you got deep bunkers. You got some runoff areas around the green. So I think a combination, if you want to look at strokes gained around the green and scrambling, that certainly made sense to me. Yeah, I think you hit on hit on a lot of uh, what I plugged in as well. Um, I, it sounds like I went a little heavier with some of the off the tee stuff. Really did, you know, strokes gained off the tee. Looked at driving distance. Looked at dr- good drives gained. And, and, and what I like doing with those, Wes, is it's always interesting to see you know, when everything you punch in your model, right? Maybe some of the guys who are shorter hitters, and I'll throw one guy out there because I did I did bet him, so I'll bring him up here shortly. But Ches Reeves, good example. When Ches Reeves still hanging in the top fifteen, top ten in my models, when I've got driving distance weighted as heavily as as I do. Uh, it usually means he's pretty impressive in other areas of, of the model. So it, it, I, I actually like putting that stuff in there and kind of see where there's, you know, where there's some differentiations. I, you know, Justin Thomas, uh, probably a good example of that too, as I'm looking at this right now, last 36 rounds, well, he's 31st in this field driving distance wise, but good drives, he's 102nd uh, because he's been spraying it all over the place. So I, I always, I always find that interesting as far as all the rest of the stats I used, Basically everything you just named. Look, this is still like 98% of the golf courses that we're going to talk about uh, throughout the entire season here on long shot strokes gained approach uh, is going to matter the most. So yes, it was that uh, opportunities gained like you talk like you talked about putting that ball inside 15, uh, 15 feet and give yourself a birdie chance uh, is what we're looking for. Proximity, I used those two, two same ranges that you did as well. This is going to be big driver off the tee. Hit wedges, hit you know, driver off tee, hit some short irons. That's what these guys are going to be doing, uh, pretty much on every hole. Par fours, four, uh, 450 yards, like you said, strokes gain, par fives, and birdie or better gain. So the only thing, really, it sounds like where we differed a little bit is I focused a little bit more off the tee, and I kind of ignored all the around the green stuff, which you at least plugged in a little bit. Otherwise, otherwise, it sounds like the models are pretty, pretty similar. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you know. 
you can, I mean, there's a lot of ways to win here. I mean, yep. some guys I've looked at, uh, you know, the rankings in the past and where they ranked in the field for certain stats during their winning weeks. Some guys have won with iron play. Some guys have won with off the tee play and some guys have putted the whites out. So mm-hmm. really no players I think are at a disadvantage here. Yeah, no, totally. So uh, Wes, walk us through. Let's hit the bets. Let's get to the good stuff. What did you end up betting this week at the Fortnite? Yeah, uh, I started with Bo Hosler at 25 to 1. That's kind of a small price for a guy that's never won, uh, but had three top 20s in his last four. Really good putter on Benton Poa. He's a West Coast California guy, even though he played his college golf at University of Texas. Fifth off the tee over the last 50 rounds. I think this could be a good place for him to get his maiden win. I thought he was going to get it earlier this year. Sadly for me, he did not. I had a ticket on him with uh, him and Wyndham Clark at the Zurich Classic of New Orleans. Uh, uh, And we know what's happened with Clark this season. So a little bit of motivation when one of your better buddies out there is now a U.S. Open champion. So Bo Hosler, 25 to 1. Akshay Batia at 45 to 1. Got his first victory actually eight weeks ago at the Barracuda, won that playoff over Patrick Rogers. Also recently, just got engaged several days ago to his girlfriend right there in Napa Valley, where the Fortinet is being played this week. Uh, has had some success here. Just the one time he was here was back in 2020 when he was 19 years old. He was ninth here, Akshay Batia. So I think he could go well this week. We Davis go. Thompson, another guy looking for his first win, 50 to 1. Just outside that top 70 where he missed the FedEx Cup playoffs, but you know, just a couple of really good finishes, and he's going to get in those early signature events uh, in February. Ninth last year on his first start when he had a full-time PGA Tour card. Runner-up to Rom at the American Express. Uh, best two finishes of his rookie season, by the way, right here in California. You mentioned Ches Reeve. Uh, I don't know if we have the uh, the the horn or the siren. We're <laughs> the, both on the pod play for only yeah. two of us. Yeah, yeah. There we go. We're on Ches Reeve at seventy to one. Uh, best iron player in the field over the last three months. Number one in the field on strokes gained approach over the last fifty rounds. Third here in twenty twenty. And one of the course correlations that I did mention was TPC River Highlands, where you have the Travelers, where Mm -hmm. Jez has won there before. He was also fourth there earlier this summer, so I think he could go well, as can Mark Hubbard, 70-1, to who's right behind him for strokes gained approach second over the last 50 rounds. T6 at the John Deere earlier this summer. I think TPC Deer Run has a little bit of uh, similarities here to Silverado, despite being in uh, different geographic areas of the country. 21st or better in this event, three of his last four starts here. He's a regular in this event. And then Kevin Yu at 80 to one. Second in this field for strokes, he ain't off the tee over the last 50 rounds. Uh, the man from Taiwan, he was sixth earlier this summer at the John Deere. I just mentioned that with Hubbard. I think that there's a strong correlation there. So uh, any of the matchups, I haven't played any yet, and I haven't played any placements. I'm not sure how deep I'm going to go into for these fall events. Right. But those will be up at vcin.com slash picks if I show elect to play those. Yeah, and I think that's that's another important thing to bring up. I think if you're, you know, we already talked about if you if you are doing some of your own modeling or looking at stats at least, of any kind, I would. I, this is the time of year I'd probably look at some longer term stuff and see who's really the guys that have been playing, you know, consistently well over the past several months. And and same thing with finishing position markets. Like this is going to be the podcast that always talks about how valuable those are, but you got to play them at the right times. And I think those are more become way more valuable when you're getting into the t- times of year where these guys are playing week after week, and you've really got a good feel for not only not only who you're betting on. But, you know, the entire field in general. So, yeah, really not uh, um, 
I ended up on a couple, and I'll get to them here in a sec, Wes. I ended up on a couple, but I think overall as you get into the fall, I, I, I think that's a good strategy to kind of dial back on those um, a little bit, especially with I, I like the couple of guys I, I did make bets on, a couple of guys you even brought up. Like we do talk about reason form with some of these guys still be, because the whole golf offseason was only two weeks. So it's not, you know, yeah. if these guys were playing in August and playing well in August. Well, okay, that hasn't been that long ago. But when me and you get back together, you know, in a month, to talk about the Shriners or something like that. Okay, well, then we're starting to really spread out, you know, where we, where we have this data from. So I think that's, I think it's a good point. If you are going to play finishing position markets, just play them lighter. Uh, make sure, you know, make sure you've really got, uh, you know, some angle to play those on. Matchups, I think, become, uh, I mad tournament matchups, I think, are always valuable. I think they're, they almost become a little, uh, maybe even a little bit more valuable because of what I just talked about with the finishing position markets. Then you're, you're not judging one guy versus an entire field, right? You're just judging one guy versus mm-hmm. another guy, right? So mm-hmm. I, I, I think that's where you probably want to look more. Of course, the one disadvantage you have as a golf better looking at tournament matchups is that you don't get to make the matchups. The, the, the odds makers do. So you're not always going to find the ones you like. Uh, as far as what I did play this week, uh, four outrights for me, uh, hashtag can't quit Cam Davis. Uh, is right at the top. You know me, Wes. Going to keep going back to that uh, until that well until I don't know. It just just broke. Uh, I end up broke on it or something. Uh, but Cam Davis, this is everything I'm looking for off the tee here. He's ninth in the field strokes gained off the tee last 50 rounds. Tw- uh, 28th on approach. We know how we, uh, how fo- how long he is off the tee. 17th uh, in opportunities gains. Uh, he is fifth strokes gained par f- uh, on par fives in this field. Fourth birdies are better. Um, you know, fell apart at, at the BMW, but ran hot in August with top 10 finishes. Um, what is it? 3M, Wyndham, and the St. Jude. So Cameron Davis, I played him in an uh, in the outright market, and I did play a top 20 on him uh, at plus 115. Next up for me, Stephen Jager bombs, who I, I I never play. I feel like I never play this guy, but he was way up there in a lot of the modeling I was doing uh, this week. He's a, you know, one of the more balanced guys. I think that you're going to see off the tee this week uh, um, in Napa there. You know, he's, he's fair. He's fairly long, fairly accurate. Not the most in either, but definitely not in the bottom of this field either. 21st on approach, seventh opportunities game, seventh birdie or better. First in par fours, 450 yards in his last 36 rounds. Uh, kind of a bad time for a break, you know, a break for him. He had ripped off five top 20s in the last, last six tourneys he had played it played in Dayton back to July on the PGA Tour. Um, so he was really heating up kind of there at the end of the end of the PGA Tour season. So I do have an outright on him as well at 25 to 1. Him and Cam Davis both 25 to 1. And I played Jaeger as well in the top 20 at plus 115. And then two longer outright bombs. Um, uh, mentioned Ches Reeve already, 70 to 1 on him. And then Doug Gim, 60 to 1. I played him. Wes, I don't know about you. He There was not a model I ran where he did not show up worse than third in, but I didn't mm-hmm. factor in putting at all. <laughs> yeah, or yeah. around the green. <laughs> yeah, because you look, uh, this would be like a prototypical course for him to get that first mm-hmm. win. The good drives gained. He was up there, always up there with the irons as well. So, yep. you know, look, this is wide open. He was certainly one that I considered this week. Yeah, I also played him in a matchup over Nick Hardy at even money. Uh, Ches Reevy then in a matchup over Lucas Herbert, minus 105, and Jaeger over Sahitha Gala actually in a matchup, plus one. 25. The one guy I did want to bring up was 
uh, was Akshay Bhatia. I know you bet. I got really close to betting him. Ended up staying away. Uh, th- this was the one I ended up going too too far down the rabbit hole uh, on him, and and you know, it, probably a good thing I just stayed away, or you know, or a terrible thing. We'll see how it's uh, how it plays out. I just couldn't get past his putting numbers, Wes. Yeah, the, the guy hasn't gained putting since April. <laughs> like, right, it's really hard to get past. But like, okay, he's had he's only played in one tournament since July sixteenth when he finished ninth at the Barbasol. So. Who knows? Like you said, plenty of time off. He's gotten married. Uh, you know, who, to, who knows? Maybe he got a new putter out there and everything's feeling better. So I I endorsed the play because he was way up there in my modeling. I just kind of ignored him this week. Yeah, look, I, I totally get that. But uh, I went with him instead of, uh, you know, a lot of people were kind of looking at Sahith Figala. Sahith, I think, is going to win this upcoming season. He's too good of a player and too talented not to. Yeah. But I couldn't take Sahif at like 18 to one or wherever he is right now, because I just think that that's so short, uh, so short for him. So I felt that some of those guys, like if you really wanted to go kind of mid range here, 40 to one, and there are a couple guys certainly that you could make arguments for, uh, uh, including Akshay Batia. Mm-hmm. I just felt that like those guys maybe even had a little bit, more win equity. Uh, you could have looked at Batia. You could have looked at Brendan Todd or Andrew Putnam. Yeah. Like these are guys that 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 have won uh, uh, before. Uh, Lucas Herbert or not a guy in that forty-ish to one range. Uh, Garrick Higo. So yeah, I I you know maybe Sahif's going to beat me this week, and that's probably of the chalky guys of like the top five guys on the board. He'd be the one I'd be most worried about because Homa and Thomas, even though Homa's won here and we know Thomas at his best is still, you know, one of the top 10 players in the world. But those guys, by the way, did go over and uh, at to Rome last week, the entire Ryder cup team took a trip over there uh, to Rome to get a look at the course. So maybe, you know, having to come back and yeah. play this event before you got to travel again, yeah. Not the easiest spot necessarily for these two guys. Yeah, I think that I think that's a great note. You know, I I, I think obviously Max Homa is I you know I don't know I don't think he'd be here if he hadn't won two previous years right. in a row, right? So I think there's that motivation for him. But oh man, I mean, I'm with you. Where if if he starts off with a let's just say he starts off with a bad first round, he might be a fade candidate in the second right. round where it's just right. Hey, Whatever I, you know, I'll 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 take the cut and just get me out of here so I can start preparing for the Ryder Cup. I, it's a great note though of those guys heading over there, and they really neither of those two. I had that's what I think with. those guys are thinking about. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. look, every time you enter and you tee it up, you want to win, but those guys are thinking Ryder Cup in two weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we got a big one uh, over in Europe, the BMW PGA Championship, where there's a lot bigger names playing it. Actually, I didn't, I didn't attack it this week, but of course, Wes Reynolds did. So we're going to go around the world with Wes when we come back. Take a quick break. BP added more than seventy billion dollars to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. 
The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. All right, welcome back to Long Shots here at VEASAN. Kelly Bidlin, Wes Reynolds with you this week. Matt Brown taking the week off. Wes, we head across the pond. BMW PGA Championship. Uh, This is a pretty stacked field. I'm just going to run through the odds board real quick because it is very notable over at DraftKings that Victor Hovland is your short shot plus 650. Rory McIlroy behind him at 7-1. to John Rahm plus 850, Tommy Fleetwood 12 to 1, Matt Fitzpatrick 16 to 1, Tyrrell Hatton 18 to 1, Shane Lowry 20 to 1, Tom Kim, Ludwig Aberg both 22 to 1, everybody else 28 to 1 or longer. Break break us down the course this event and who all you're betting this week. Yeah, the the entire uh, European Ryder Cup team, by the way, including all the vice captains and, of course, Captain Luke Donald, who won this event twice in the early 2010s, are in the field this week. This is a Surrey, England, Wentworth Club, uh, BMW PGA Championship. It's actually one of the more signature events on the DP World Tour. And nice to see some big names, especially at the yeah. top in this field. Uh, look, you've had a lot of people in here, you know, Faldo, Longer, Colin Montgomery, Seve, Woosnam, Rory, some of the European elite have have won this event. So uh, uh, Billy Horschel, by the way, did win it two years ago. He was just the second American ever to win this event. The first one was Arnold Palmer back in 1975. Horschel, by the way, is in the field. What a stat for I know. I just pulled that right out, man. That is, I would not have come up with that one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and uh, uh, by the way, uh, uh, Horschel, I think uh, uh, Tom Hoagie is here, and a lot of other like non-European guys like uh, uh, Minwoo Lee, of course, here. You mentioned Adam Scott, Tom Kim. They're all here, so this is a pretty good field. Uh, uh, originally designed by Harry Colton in 1926, Ernie Ells did the redesign and the renovations in 09 and 16. Par 72, 72, 67. Tree-line track, tight fairways, got some long rough. Uh, bent grass greens, actually, they went all bent grass here back in 2016. You also have shaved runoffs here. What they're trying to do is encourage more shot making, allow more shots to roll onto the greens. Uh, Shane Lowry run this last year it was uh, it was only 54 holes because of of, of the Queen Queen uh, Mother's passing, so uh, only went 54 holes. Did not play Friday when they had the uh, funeral and and all of that for her. But uh, uh, if you look over the the low the scores here in terms of the winners have been like 19 under 19 under 20 under 17 under so weather can obviously dictate a little bit recent winner Shane Lowry Billy Horschel Terrell Hatton Danny Willett Francesco Molinari Alex Noren Rory back in 2014 so usually get pretty good winners here uh in terms of uh, of this event, because you usually get good fields. Uh, and I started, uh, you know, not right with the three, the big three, really, Rom, McElroy, and uh, Victor Hovland, even though any one of those three can certainly win this, and Rory has before. Of those three, if I were going to go with the chalk, it would be John Rom, just because I think, I think this guy might be a little honked off with the way he played uh, toward the second half of the season, yeah. because he still may win player of the year, despite the fact that all of his wins were the first half of the season, but one of them were the Masters, but he won four events, and we thought maybe he was going to win seven or eight, and then just kind of cooled off over the uh, late spring and into the summer, but he would be the guy if I went and chalk but instead I went just one or two down from those big three. And I went with Tommy Fleetwood at 14 to one. If you look at total strokes gained, he is fourth 
in the world over the last three months behind Rory Hovland and Scheffler. Oh, I know. That's pretty good company. <laughs> and he's done everything, you know, possible, but win. Four exactly. Top ten. Right yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. Four top tens in the last five worldwide starts. So I'm taking a shot. And then we not only have an engaged, a recently engaged angle in the, I'm on my uh, PGA tour card at the Fortnet. We also have it here on the DP world tour, Matt Fitzpatrick. Ooh. 18 to one who just got engaged uh, earlier this week. And I think he kind of has a balance of, you know, being content, obviously of his personal life and probably a little bit honked off from the last time he played. Because if you remember a couple weeks ago at the European masters over there at the Swiss Alps, he was leading late in the back nine and had that tournament under control, makes a couple bogeys and Ludwig Aberg actually birdies four of the last five holes and, and wins that event uh, for his uh, first big tour professional win. So Fitzpatrick's got to think he let one get away. By the way, these guys, both Englishmen, of course. So this event, a little bit more special for these guys, they would love to yeah. add their name uh, here. So just real quick, real quick, yeah. Wes, I'm going to stop right there because only only Wes Reynolds will do the research to find these factoids out about these players. So if you want to do the engaged parlay for, for golf uh, events this week, that would be Akshay Bhatia and, and Matt Fitzpatrick. That's what we're parlaying? Why not? I'm Why sure that will not? come through. Yep, I'm sure it will hit. Why the hell not? <laughs> if, if, if we were listening like to my it. colleague... If we're listening to my colleague Matt Humans on Beeson and I, he's like, "Oh, they got engaged. They're fades." <laughs> that's right. That's that's the way he approaches it. But uh, uh, just but in I, general, but I, golfer, but golfer life. <laughs> but I'm gonna be the sentimental sap here. And there you play go. Both those guys. Uh, another one I play. Tom Kim, twenty-five to one. Uh, never has played here. He's making his debut, but. A uh, South Korean that made his debut here in 2015 was a guy by the name of Benny on, and he ended up winning this thing. Uh, uh, Tom Kim, I think he's over that ankle that he hurt over at the open championship at Hoy Lake uh, uh, did have a top 10 in the BMW. So I think he could maybe surprise here. Nikolai Hoygaard, 40 to one on the Ryder cup team, of course, uh, third at the Czech masters, fifth at the European masters, which I think might've, I think he was probably going to make the team anyway, but that certainly cinched his spot. Number one for strokes gain T to green and number three in greens and regulation on the DP world tour this season. And then a couple more, I'm still going to keep playing this guy and get my heart broken because he's always a near miss except for last week when he missed his first cut of the season. That's Alexander Bjork 55 to one. He was runner up in Switzerland a couple weeks ago. And the last two weeks, he's had to see his fellow Swedes win. Ludwig Aberg in the, in the Swiss Alps. And yeah. then Vincent Norman last week, who uh, I hit earlier in the summer at the Barbasol. He wins a DP World Tour event. He had a great finish to his round mm -hmm. and ended up winning uh, last week at the Irish Open. Bjork, number one on the DP World Tour for approach and scrambling. So pretty good wow. mix here because you're going to have to be good at both, I think, to win this thing. And then the longest shot I had, I played him last week. He finished T12 at the Irish Open. Jos Lauten at 80 to 1. Two top fives uh, this summer. He's actually played some really good golf this summer. Fifth tee to green, ninth off the tee, 11th on approach, 12th for greens and regulation on the DP World Tour this season. So that is my card for the BMW PGA over at Wentworth. Boom. Love it. And no golf offseason for Wes Reynolds. Betting two tournaments this week. Love it. What, what, what do we got? What do we I got? Like Twenty bets total? No, no, no. Because yeah. you didn't, you didn't do finishing positions or matches. Yeah, I have before. not. And 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 look, and and in full disclosure too, because so much is going on, these are smaller than they would be if yeah. these events were in like April. 
Right. Good. Another good. Uh, a good tip, I think, for betters this fall too. Dial it back during the fall. Yeah, yeah. Crank it up again. You know, when once you get into February, March. At least that's how I do it. Yeah, no question about it. I think that's. I think that's what you have to do, just because there's not as much time. Yeah. I think to handicap these things. Look, we we got time when it's all, when it's major championship season, and you know that's probably where we're putting most of our handicapping time into, mm-hmm. at least in the spring and the summer. Yeah, I, you know, I think it, it. I think it also goes back to you know what we basically led this episode with too is you know like you said you don't know what these guys are doing right now you know you don't know how hard they're practicing you don't know how hard they're vacationing. It's so erratic. Like exactly. I think hitting yeah. hitting some fall events is a little bit more luck involved. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Than it is during your regular season and your typical months. Uh, so, yeah, you know, see if we can add a couple more here at the end of the year. That'd be nice. We had a nice year, all three of us together. That's right. Let's get it. Let's get it, Wes. All right. Well, uh, again, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button. Get long shots. Every episode we do, we'll be handicapping every event here this fall. And then obviously, we'll come back strong uh, in January for Wes. I'm Kelly. We'll talk to you soon. Good luck with your bets. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.